0: This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast...
1: Yep, especially like when you play General Kenobi and you've got like 30 search tokens on the table anyway, just... Uh, yeah, it's, just it's 30. It's more like 27, but okay. Yeah, I mean,
2: you know. <laughs> the, the difference...
1: Tomatoes. 40
2: aims!
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornbos, Michael Barry... And David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. (laughs)
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Notorious Scout. Come on, Mike. I'm sorry. As soon as you said "what," Dave was like... <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> we're, we're, we're leaving this in. Got, right got him. <laughs> All right. Well, we are we are a bunch of dudes that talk about Legion. Um, yeah. Maybe Notorious, maybe not. Maybe Scoundrels. Yeah. I don't know, man. I haven't I haven't done anything really scoundrel-like lately. I haven't really robbed any banks because because yeah. apparently I can't say notorious. So, um, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, I'm Kyle, and uh, I'm here with Mike and David, hey. and Jay is behind the glass. How you guys doing?
2: I I'm good. That was hilarious. That was that was really funny. I wish you guys could see all of our faces right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we might actually. So we are coming up on our um, on our one year anniversary. I can't believe we And were our doing podcast this for is a showing its age. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the years have been kind. Um, no. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So we might actually try and do like a some kind of YouTube video webcam thing for our anniversary episode, Just so you can see us making faces and flipping each other off, um,
0: gesticulating yeah. wildly <laughs> at one another. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Gesticulating, yes. Making throat cut motions and <laughs> shut and up, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Doing the head yeah. pat. Uh all right. Watching um, Jay because right? he just says so yeah. second worst stuff Bye Jay. Right. Well luckily luckily the record button is yeah. still on. Um <laughs> Well thank so. goodness for that at least. <laughs> Alright, so how about we actually talk about stuff? Uh so we're gonna hit um uh let's hit some we're gonna hit some quick housekeeping. We're gonna do some invader league news slash predictions. Uh, we're going to talk about the Galactic Republican Obi-Wan Kenobi in Legion 101, and then we're going to talk uh, to Starscream, a.k.a. Rob, um, who won an RPQ in Ohio this weekend with an interesting ATST list, ATST back on the table. So, um, But before we do all that, let's hit some quick housekeeping. Uh, so uh, we are selling mats on Fifth thefifthdrooper.com. Um, We've talked about these mats already. They are 6x4 mats. They come with, um, or you can buy separately, some table runners to make them 6x3. And they have uh, five different designs, none of which um, closely resemble Star Wars planets. And, and don't infringe on any IP you can think of. Yes, and uh, they have uh, neat little markers on them to mark the center of the table and then 18 inches across the center line so that you can place those intercept points in those boxes without having to measure anything. Um, and they are unobtrusive. they're unobtrusive. There's things like rocks and bushes. so uh, They're pretty awesome. I would suggest you go check them out if you're looking for a Legion gaming mat or uh, any other game uh, as since they're 6x4. dot uh, We also have a Patreon. Um, Hopefully, also our first battle battle report. Saw our first battle report. There we go. Um, It was me and Mr. Steve McLaughlin. It was a super fun time. Uh, He uh, played Luke Sabine, and I played Chronic Bosk. And we're going to be doing more of that stuff and other things, um, which uh, we can do with the help of your support via Patreon. So I appreciate that. That's also at thefifthtrooper.com. Um, and, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to news.
3: Welcome to In The News.
1: So Invader League has started literally today as we're recording, Monday, the 30th of September. Hell yeah. Are you guys excited? Yes. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm ready. I am very excited. Um, I was waffling on waffling the choice, as so you guys know, cow. so... <laughs> yeah. there's just so many fun things i wanted to play so um first i asked facebook and they told me to play republic which i wasn't a fan of so uh <laughs> so i ignored the will of the people and i had this and i had the, and I I I had the discord bot Facebook a just coin. like you know what we're gonna um, make
2: kyle play the only army he doesn't own you know
1: <laughs> yeah right that's the thing is this is this is like Essentially, world's practice for me because I I don't have a lot of time to to practice normally. Um, so yeah, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be playing Republic in March, definitely. So um, it wasn't super practical for me to play them in Invader. Although if the Discord bot did give me Republic, I would have honored the will of the the Discord bot. I think, but it didn't. It gave me Rebels. So um, yeah. Boring, I know <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, so since sound, you are right? playing Rebels, are
0: you gonna embrace the tauntaun madness or are you going to play uh, something different in your group stage games?
1: um i don't know you don't
0: have to you don't have to spoil it fully but you know just give us a hint
1: no that's a good question i i mean we already talked last week about how tauntauns are not really my playstyle. although um you guys have some good insights on maybe how they could fit my playstyle. it's played differently so
2: i don't know dude first time you ever played tauntaun against me man it was real bad for you
1: <laughs> oh yeah no it totally was <laughs> <laughs> i was i w- it was also a situation where i was trying to do too many things yeah um and I believe you are also playing Palpatine, who we've already discussed as a good Tauntaun counter. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was not doing it right. We had no idea what either of us were doing. I mean, so.
2: Palpatine's also just absurdly good. I hear, at least.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. I am um, honestly like, so I I did the the Discord bot coin flip thing on a whim, um, and I felt like I should honor the Discord bot, but I do secretly wish that I was playing Empire so I could just do Palpatine. But it's too late. Uh, group stage has started, so um, we're going we're gonna to roll with Rebels. You also said I couldn't win a tournament as Rebels, I think. so. Um. Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't <laughs> win a tournament as Rebels. I had said that all of the tournaments you have won, you have won as the good guys. Um, <laughs> and therefore, um, maybe they're just more your style. They you might know? be. Yeah, I
1: mean, they might be. Uh, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Uh, yeah, we will. <laughs> um, so that's I. I guess I don't know what I'm what I'm running. You guys are running also, uh, Mike. You're running Empire, and David, you're running Rebels, right? I think. Yeah. Yep.
2: I uh, you know I, as much as I really want to run the new factions, I am also kind of using this as uh, I kind of messed around last season and regretted it. I'm not going to do that this time. A, and B, uh, the new factions just are super hard-counterable right now with the fact that they each only have, like, five units available or whatever. Um, it That's just not interesting to me. Like, if you're playing droids, take some flamer and iron guns, and you your win percentage goes up 25% or whatever, you know? Um, that's... I don't feel like losing 30% win percentage on matches where people can tailor their lists to what they know I'm going to
1: bring. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like the, the factions themselves are bad. Right. Um, No, it's just that like any. If you knew if you were playing a rubble opponent or an empire opponent, and you knew exactly what their list was going to be, or something close to it, before you started, you could hard counter that too.
2: Yeah, like like if you know your rubble opponents bring in ATRTs, <laughs> like you just break a bunch of DLTs, like okay,
1: or or even HS twelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, with their new cost, it, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like okay, I guess I guess I win. I mean, it's not that simple. Clearly, I'm right, like not being yeah. a little hyperbolic about it, but, um but it does significantly increase your chances of winning and being able to tailor your list to do stuff like that is, is sort of there, there's a portion of that that goes on in invader league just because you know who you're playing. Um, so,
1: yep. Yeah. And if you're playing someone that has tendencies, um, certainly you tend to scout them at least in invader league scouting is a real thing. So yeah, for sure. And luckily, the three of us all avoided each other in the group stage. We are all in different groups. So
2: Indeed, we are. And we also avoided the group of for death, that. I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah I think group good. 15. Group 15, group. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wait, are you in the group of death?
0: I I think my group is the group of death. <laughs> hold up, hold, on, hold, who, who hold else? up. I'm pulling
2: it up right now.
0: Okay. Well, who else is in your group? Dustin Fran.
2: Oh, you're okay. right. You yep. are in the group Ho- of death. You're agreed.
0: Right. Yeah. Hofberger. Yep, okay. Thrawn from Jetta Journal. Hmm. Yeah. All right. And a couple of other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's that's pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: it's currently like all quiet on the Western Front. We've all told each other what what times we can play, but none of us are like hurrying to (laughs) hurrying to battle here. We're all like super respectful of each other's prowess. So
2: it's actually an interesting um, mashup of factions. There's not a single Imperial in your group.
0: Nope. There isn't. It's a lot of rebel versus rebel. It's like huh. three rebels.
2: It's four rebels, one republic, one droid.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. Oh. Yeah, those are gonna be those are gonna be
0: fun games to watch in that group. Yeah, should be. Dustin's been practicing droids a lot yeah.
1: offline since he got his cores at JunkCon. Yeah, and I think you definitely can succeed um, with droids and CIS. Um, it's just you know. A little bit more of an uphill battle than yeah, with and, Empire and Rebels.
2: I mean, Grievous really has to carry you, I think.
1: Yeah, now he's very capable of doing oh, that. Oh, totally. I mean, um, his, one, yeah. <laughs> his
2: one pip card is maybe the most absurd one pip card in the game? I
1: don't know.
0: You no, know like, don't, uh, don't fruit your tauntauns well, together. It's, it's not a that. now
1: you'll die. Well, but, but, it's, but sometimes it's, uh, it is um yeah (laughs) Yeah. like like if you hit
2: like six units with the spin like it's better
1: yeah i mean it doesn't have pierce but um or quite a strong dice but yeah you can definitely you can definitely hit more things with it it's also suppressive so even if it doesn't kill you you're gonna pass out a ton of suppression doing that i mean it's like explosions with twice as many dice yeah yeah so it's like a hybrid it's between the it's two. It's actually not twice as many dice, but it's basically basically it's explosions. But slightly yeah. better.
2: But it's also explosions or and now you'll die tacked onto like Darth Vader.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, I'm a little bit suspect also of tweaking your list to face your opponent's faction. Um I mean, yeah, sure. Like if it's not a substantial tweak, like I like running, you know, Leia gun Gunline sure. list with Tauntauns instead of Luke. Um, If I ran against, you know, Dustin, say, you know, or any other CIS player, you know, how would I adjust my list? Well, I probably wouldn't take, you know, uplinks. I'd probably take jammers instead because jammers are so powerful. Um, He might adjust to me. He might take tanks because, you know, the AAT with its high-velocity critical gun seems pretty good (laughs) against... Um yeah. tauntauns, yeah, who are not engaged. Um, you can bypass the dodges with the high velocity. Like it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and we're not talking about like we're not saying that if your face and droids go out and just run one hundred percent flamers and ion. Um Yeah. I mean I guess you could do that. But like generally speaking, it's still advisable to play something you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah, I mean so yeah, don't don't be an idiot
0: like I was last season and run like five astromechs and three <laughs> flame. <Flingers. laughs> I mean, it you know that uh, sounds really man. fun. <laughs> it was it was fun to die. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> it was fun to die to Wookies and fleets. But yeah, you, just you couldn't you couldn't get in.
1: I got still, I got destroyed. You still have to play like a good list. You know, maybe yeah, just, yeah, maybe just like swap in a snowtrooper or something for a stormtrooper or. Yeah, small small adjustments. Maybe you know right. if you're if you're thinking about taking one or two snipers, maybe take two snipers or three snipers against Republic. You know, yeah, or, or maybe consider
0: taking Hunter against Empire because of mortars. Right.
1: Yeah,
2: I uh, I'm in like a weird spot in my group just because there's only Rebels and Imperials, so I don't really get to uh kind of do that.
1: Yeah yeah i've got one which is fine yeah Um, and you'll get more the other thing too is like you know depending on how many practice matches you get in for me it's basically zero so this is like my practice for eliminations so if i'm playing like weird janky counter pick stuff now i'm not going to have any idea what i should be doing for elims
2: i actually think elims (laughs) like overall elims have been pretty tame over the course of Invader League I feel like I think it's going to be real funky this time. I think we're going to see some like real crazy stuff kind of happen because people are going to load into a skew and it's actually going to work. It does it's, loading into a skew is not going to really work in a round robin format like we're working in now, but when we're talking about eliminations I think that it's going to be a big deal.
1: I think it's definitely going to be more of a thing. Um, there's also going to be... I think it's going to be 48 people instead of 32 yeah. that make it to eliminations this, this time. So um, You're just going to have a larger population of people. It's an even bigger tournament. Last last season, it was 96 to start with, I think. In this season, it's, what, like 140? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's like 150 plus,
0: something yeah. like that. So, uh, yeah. Big. I, want to, I wanted to say it's over 200 but that might be overestimating it that's what can what you consider australia and europe who now the tournament's big enough that australia and europe are separate divisions they used to be combined yep yeah so it's the growth has been phenomenal
1: yeah it's been great and credit to lj for that um yeah pushing pushing this thing and organizing it and getting everybody it's it's uh i think folks don't appreciate the amount of organization that goes on behind the scenes. Um, but there's a lot stuff to say. I'll just take a second
0: and plug the pre-show we did. Um, if you guys go to the Yavin based Twitch channel, you can find a VOD of the uh, pre-show that LJ and I did, uh, going over all the maps and talking about who the judges are and who the streamers are, and uh, you know, basically just doing some surface analysis of all the groups. There's some enormous number of groups. It's like 25 groups so we had to just analyze each one of those and but uh, yeah i mean if you're interested in that you can bop on over there um check out check out that to get some more information about the league itself
1: you guys got anything else on uh in Bear league oh, man uh, i'm ready to play
2: I, yeah i'll have more once i start playing games yeah um,
1: yeah yeah we'll have plenty of games to bore you guys with uh lengthy long-winded battle reports <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no seriously though uh it's always it's always good like i said i don't i don't normally get a lot of practice games in during the week um so invader league is kind of a rare opportunity for me to do that even though they they count <laughs> yeah. um but uh uh yeah it's all it's it's always better to have have uh stuff to talk about so yep um all right uh Shall we hit Legion One Hundred and One? Yeah, sure. It's time for Legion One Hundred and One. Classes is in session. So, with with some people now having their core sets. Um, uh, uh, and oh yeah, you have the, a core set? Rest, Uh oh. Yeah, I uh, I was painting up my and I swapped with my I swapped with my friend who also got it. Um, wow. So yeah, I was I was priming my droids yesterday, um, and hopefully. Uh we'll we'll see a general release um the rumor mill still saying like mid-October, so maybe two weeks from now ish. Yeah, I'm hearing October eighteenth. Yeah, that's from my my local sources. I heard the same, so that would be uh not this Friday, not next Friday, but the Friday after that. So I guess that would be three weeks. Um there was also an intriguing post on one of the German distributor sites, um it was like their coming soon page, basically. And not only did they have Clone Wars on there, but they also had Operative Vader and Luke on there as like coming in October. So um, it's possible that we get all this stuff dumped to us at the same time. Wow. Which would be pretty awesome. That would be good. Um, so anyway, with, with folks getting their Clone War core sets now or soon, uh, we thought it would be a good time to um, We'll we'll do another episode on on droids and separatists, but we thought this one would be a good time to talk about Obi Wan and Republic. So you guys are the i'll take a i'll take a backseat in this one. You guys are the Republic experts. Um, oh, you wanna, you you take it away. That's very generous. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have like maybe two games
0: under my belt with Republic on online.
2: I'll I'll take so, it. I'm a Republic expert.
0: Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mucho republic expert um all right so what do we want to talk about are we just talking about kenobi is that the idea well why don't we talk
0: about why don't we just talk about clone troopers and why they're amazing
2: well they take everything that's good about rebels and everything about what's good about imperials and they squash them together and that's pretty much the story wishbone um (laughs) <laughs> you know
0: i got your reference yeah, yeah. um worry.
2: yeah i don't really know what else to say about that other than that they're just the best of both worlds and they cost you know an extra what uh seven points over stormtrooper no Nine points over a Stormtrooper
1: unit. If you're talking about Z six clones versus the Storms, it's seventy seven versus sixty eight. Yeah.
2: 68, yeah. So. And I guess they're fifteen points more expensive than um, Z six troopers, troopers, which is which is significant. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're talking about clones and G A R generally, we really need to talk about the fact that um you can't there's a lot less room to make mistakes. Not that there's a ton of room already, but Um, You've got less dudes, uh, which goes without saying, but because you have less dudes and less activations, you can't afford to really slip up. Um, And so um, you really need to... You can't just like willy-nilly fire support. You can't willy-nilly kind of just like run haphazardly over the board. Everything you do has to be like very purposeful. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're giving an order to a unit there's there needs to be a reason for it you, you're not just giving an order a unit, to a unit because you're like oh well i'm gonna put an extra order on this support unit because it's there you know your orders in in the republic are very very essential to what you're doing in a way that it's that re, uh rebels and imperials don't really use them um, Imperials are starting to use them with the comms relay chain, but that's almost kind of free and gimmicky with the Republic. You don't really have a way to gimmick yourself into extra orders. And you've really got to make sure that when you do toss the orders down, you're putting them in the correct places. Um,
0: well, that's that's because there's, there's abilities, right, that are yeah, triggering I mean, off these face-ups. Fire support, yeah. fire support yeah. General Kenobi, you know all of the all the command cards that Kenobi brings, and, and then of course fire support. And of course also, um, which speaks to you know, you can't make any kind of I'm going to call it a loose move, in that it's like, well, this is a move I make, but it wasn't actually like the best move that I think about what the best move would have been, um, is because of the the token sharing, right? You have to set up your cohesion correctly every time in order to make that work and you just have to like you said protect your guys because you don't have a lot of them and being able to share tokens is a method that you use to do that so you, you got to plan that you got to plan out your turns and that should be easier because yeah, you have less dudes
1: uh, right? theoretically. <laughs>
2: yeah. you, you really need to be thinking like two turns ahead A lot of the time, specifically when we're talking about fire support, you need to, you need to get them where they, where you want to be fire supporting from like a turn early.
0: Yeah. You sort of leave them in the spot they need to be to get the token. And then you have to like make a deliberate choice that says,
2: this will be the attacker. This will be the supporting unit and then go from there. Yeah. Um, There's not a whole lot of wiggle room, at least at the moment with being able to be like, Oh, I've got four core units in your face you don't know which one's going to do the thing we're not really in a place like that
1: um you know so Do do you guys want to talk real quick about token sharing generally and then also specifically things like overkilling and determining when like essentially like when you can and should spend tokens is a very different calculus when those tokens belong to your entire army instead of one unit and do you wanna talk about that real quick
2: uh yeah, so um you know when I guess just to elaborate a little bit more on what you're talking about there let's <clears throat> let's take the short unit because it's a little bit in in the limelight at the moment uh it's not crazy. To have two or three aim tokens on a shore unit between, you know, the one you get from the shores, veers and like coordinated fires,
1: or, or, or like an aim action, or
2: an a- or an aim action, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking about it like it's not like a big deal. Like we we don't we don't get our apes from aiming, Kyle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, we just get them for free from yeah, you know, yeah, the start yeah. of the turn and stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: When you're shooting something with a short unit, um, there's no reason not to spend all of your aim tokens. They're, you can't use them for anything else. They're, once that attack is over with, those aim tokens are dead in the water anyways. So you should just spend them all. No big deal. Um, conversely, with Republic, if you have access, and even if... He, If you have access to other units' aim tokens, and even if you have aim tokens yourself, you need to start doing a calculus that says, okay, I already have enough hits to... There's six dudes in that Rebel Trooper squad. I have six hits that that have gone through cover right now. I have four aim tokens available to me. How many of these aim tokens should I spend to guarantee this elimination? Because the answer is probably not four. The answer is also right. probably not zero. But it's, you kind of have to, I mean, there you can play with the percentages a little bit there. You know, um, if you've got six hits going through and there's six dudes, chances are two of them are gonna live because they're rebel troopers. So the question becomes, how many hits do I need to kill them on average? Okay, so that means I have nine hits so that's about three aim tokens um, and, and that's to kill them on average
1: right so you probably want to err on the side of more right, right
2: right so but but when we're talking about kind of overkilling and stuff it's all about percentages and um, what at least in my mind what you really need to be doing here is aiming for what is you need to decide there there's a, a major turning point in what what you want to be doing in that you need to decide whether you are going to be efficient over the course of the turn or whether you are going to be you're you're gonna do one thing really well. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this shot and I'm gonna kill that unit. Right? Whereas and, and, and you might spend all your aim tokens on that shot if it, if it means that much. I'm shooting at Darth Vader this turn. He has to die. I'm spending my entire army's worth of aim tokens on the shot. Um, whereas if you spread those aim tokens out over the course of multiple shots at different units, you might actually put more wounds in because you don't actually overkill a unit. If you put nine hits into a Rebel Trooper unit, and they fail all nine saves. You just wasted three wounds,
1: right? Because you could have used the same tokens to cause those three wounds to a different exactly.
2: Game. So yep. um, that's kind of where we're talking about that. Doing that is extremely inefficient, and if you've if you're just taking like bludgeoning shots early on in the game, um, there may be more. Uh, sense to you know okay this unit has six dudes in it i'm gonna let the six hits ride and uh, and then the next shot i take i'm just that way i never i never expend something that never waste a shot or a hit right and that said like clones are so
0: defensive those those bludgeoning shots like you're saying their net effect is amplified because you've Reduce their potential to even pass hits through cover, and if you know if they're passing very few hits through cover, there's a chance that you won't even take damage because your surge token will will pick it up for you, or your friend's dodge token will pick it up for you. You know, so you don't have to, you don't always have to just go for the kill, right? You can sort of say, okay, I can, if I have access to plentiful surges, I can sort of just ride my defensive efficiency, you know, for this turn. And then make a better choice later on when you say, "Okay, well, if this activation dies, he can't capture or intercept, or he can't touch the evaporator, or what have you." Right? It, it's different than just playing the raw attrition game.
1: And do you want to talk about spending surge tokens and when to do that? Also, like, do you tend to lean towards offense or defense, or do you just spend uh, it as soon as you can? Defense.
2: <laughs> really? I so my. Kind of rule of thumb on this is um spend them when you got them in that like spend them when you roll them rather um just because i found that surge tokens are kind mm-hmm. of fickle in that a lot of the time if i don't spend them offensively i end up like either not rolling armor saves with that unit or i like don't roll defensive surges um So I try to not save my surge tokens. Um I I there's probably some math behind like saving like one or two surge tokens on defense instead of spending them on offense. And there's definitely some some something to it in regards to um like overkilling units like you don't want to overkill I and i'm going to say
0: things. something we already know but the people who are prospective clone players might not know they should always do the math before spending a surge token and say if i spend this surge will it break cover will it break dodge they should always do that yeah, we're already doing deal. that but but newer players should do that always look before you leap
1: yeah, yeah like if if you're if you're only getting um, one hit and they're in heavy cover and you've got a surge you shouldn't spend that surge token because it's going to go from 1 to 2 and they're both going to get they're both going to get clipped so yep
2: yep and notably when you're playing against clones it, it, whether it's a clone mirror or whatever um you also need to be knowledgeable about where your opponent's like like how much stuff your opponent has access to because it's not going to be super clear anymore like the dodge tokens that the unit that you're firing at may actually be coming from a different unit they could be drawing dodge tokens from four or five different places um so you have to kind of be a little bit more aware of of the board state as opposed to what is what you're what you're doing this exact instant
1: well and that's super important with like obi-wan you know with sarisu mastery suppose you have like a unit of Death Troopers, which generally doesn't want to shoot Jedi with dodge tokens because those deflect uh, rolls can be pretty brutal. Um, you know, Obi Wan's got a dodge token, so you're like, "Oh, I'll just shoot this clone unit over here next to Obi Wan." Um, well, he can guardian those and spend that dodge token, and deflect hits back at you still. <laughs> so, um, right. keep that in mind. You know. Um, Right, but then you of course you
0: run into the issue with Ceresi, which is do I really wanna you know, have my best unit taking a wound like that, even with the deflect.
2: The answer is unless you really, 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 really need it to happen, you always only guardian one.
1: <laughs> that's fair. The one the one being the Dodge <laughs> token that you have.
2: Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean that's that's personally how I feel about it. Um Like, don't get me wrong. There are situations where you want a Guardian 3, and it's situations where, like, they're shooting at a box carrier, and Kenobi's not doing anything other than standing there, you know, protecting things. But generally speaking, um, right now, if Kenobi is in your army, you probably need him to carry your army a little bit.
1: (laughs) Seems thematic, right? Yeah, yeah. So, why don't we? So, so the shorthand for surge tokens is spend them if you got them, um, or just spend them if you roll them. Rather, yeah, Bur- burden the old burden in a hand is worth is worth two in the shrub, um, and uh, uh, but like don't waste them. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that feels worse than tokens, especially in a clone army where you're like, oh man, I have six tokens still on the table, and it's the end of the turn, like. uh spend your stuff guys
1: yep it's especially important. like when you play general kenobi and you've got like 30 search tokens on the table anyway just spend them yeah just spend <laughs> 30 them. It's, it's more like, like 27 20. but okay yeah i mean you know the,
2: the
0: difference tomatoes, is 40 aims
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's probably still like 20
2: right <laughs> yeah it's
0: a lot
1: it's, depending and on... we're not being
0: facetious anymore yeah, yeah legitimately it's like 20 yeah
1: uh, um. All right. So speaking of Obi Wan, you guys want to hit hit Mr. Kenobi, General Kenobi?
2: I I'm gonna I'm gonna let David do this because he seems to be uh okay. high on the General Kenobi train. Oh,
0: I am a huge fan of Mr. Obi Wan himself. Um, he's great. Like he is, he is everything Luke wishes he could be. He's um.
2: Those are some tall. He's
0: got a. Oof. He's got a. He's got a um command slot, which is his best feature, frankly, is that he's a Jedi with command, which you know, I'm, I'm sure that almost every rebel player wishes that Luke had command. Um, he's got two force upgrades and master of the force one, which is awesome. So if you're taking a power like force guidance, force reflexes, force push, all those exhaustible powers, he's gonna get one back at the end for free um the other upgrade is training currently i am a fan of tenacity because there's a chance that Obi's going to get wounded because you have sarasu which is his guardian ability um and it, you're almost always going to have it he's always going to be like at one wound and that's great because that makes his lightsaber even better um we talked a little bit about Sorosu with the ability to deflect on Guardian, which is really cool. Um, haven't really done it yet because I don't really like risking Obi-Wan's health pool. He only has six health and three courage. So, I mean, he really is Luke in that sense. It's the same body. Um, he doesn't have uh, surges natively. So, you're going to have to get surge tokens through, like, aggressive tactics or something like that. Um which is probably what you should be running on him anyway, because he's going to be your only commander in your army in all likelihood. Um, so yeah, like I think my favorites so far for him are aggressive tactics, force reflexes for Sorosu, force push, because force push is really good, and it's still 10 points, <laughs> so why don't you just take it? Um, and tenacity. Uh, that's how I would run him currently. Um, reflexes you can try swapping for guidance if you like more surges, or if you're running like you know things that don't really get surges natively, like say bark speeders, or if you feel like surges are just good. I think the dodge on Obi is probably better, just because it's a little bit more flexible,
1: and it works with, with um, his
0: guardian and Sorosu
1: also. Right, and
0: while he doesn't have offensive surge natively, he does have critical two on his lightsaber, he, so
2: he, he basically has crit surge.
0: He basically has crit surge, yeah. So you got that. Yeah, impact two. You got Pierce two. So it's 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 a Luke saber with slightly less consistent dice, but he's got two reds, so he's gonna get those in there.
1: Well, you. hmm? You, You've got a better you've got a better chance. It's it's a higher floor, lower ceiling. So you've got a right. Like it's gonna tend towards more quote unquote average results because you're mostly gonna get hits on those reds, but you're less likely to get hits on the whites. So whereas you know Luke saber like you've got a basically equal chance of getting one hit as you do six. Uh, it's going to be much closer to the mean mean. Right. For, um, for Obi-Wan. I prefer much closer to the mean myself, <laughs> but okay.
0: Um, I mean, hey, uh, no, but seriously, the
2: tenacity also but, makes it so much better.
0: Oh yeah. Right. Cause it's now now it's three reds. So, I mean, it, there's a very, very low chance you'd ever bottom out and roll like one hit, you know, extremely low. Um, and Pierce two, you know you're gonna get that, you're gonna get that Pierce when you swing. Um, I, been, I mean, I've already mentioned it. Sos is a dangerous drug. You don't want to overuse it. You want to just take it on the very you know very piecemeal or um, you know when something really has to live. You know, we already mentioned that. Uh, command cards. So you've got General Kenobi, which uh, basically says you get surge tokens for each other friendly unit in range one um when you get issued an order by obi-wan so you can't uplink your way into surge tokens which is a very good thing because if you could it would be really insane because you'd end up with like you know even more um but still it can generate a huge number of surges when your armies in proximity of each other and clones are like to kind of ball up anyway because that makes sure the the token sharing network is fully established um but you can uh, get a little creative with it. You can go ahead and say, like, I've got these central clone units that are going to be my order targets. And then those guys can feed the rest of the army from those central positions. Uh, usually what I do is I like to take a DC-15, plop it in, like, a central place, and then have it be the, the target. And then it shares to all the short-range squads in front. Because um, I, I usually run, like, a, have been trying, like, a 3x3 three three where you do three DC-15s and three Z6s. I think I might tend towards a two DC 15, four Z six spread with my clones when I do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it essentially gives your whole army like death trooper status when you do this, because there are so many surges and, and just about every hit is going to, is going to be or any Every surge you roll is going to get converted. So it's just perfect for like those second turn play. You lose priority. But it's great. Cause you had low activations anyway. So you want that. And you turn on like all your stuff and just grind your opponent into dust. That's kind of what you're trying to do with that card. Um, the other two cards, uh, I guess we could move on to knowledge and defense. Um, I haven't found a whole lot of use for this card. Basically, it just gives Obi Wan a giant dodge stack.
1: Hang on, hang and that's on, the big thing. On. No, seriously, you have not found a lot of use for a card that gives I, a Jedi I, like I've, six or seven dodge tokens.
0: Of all the well, of all the cards, I don't, I haven't really found. Well, it, mostly it's the it's the using guardian wall and melee component that's really kind of, not really sung for me. But having the giant dodge stack is always good. Like,
2: I mean, so let's talk.
0: About sure, this. sure. Tell me I, how wrong I am. I have,
2: I have had, I have had so much fun with knowledge and defense. There are two things this is good for. One is a little risky. The other one, not so much. Like, so let's just for a second. Pretend that this card says, during this turn, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi gets to negate eight hits against your army, because <laughs> that's what it says.
1: Yeah, if you do nothing else, if you do nothing besides spend those Guardian one and then spend those one dodge token, one dodge token at a time on incoming hits, you're gonna negate however many he gets, which is gonna be like six or seven dodge tokens.
0: Right. So I mean that
1: that could be really good, like no doubt.
0: Um there's always the whole like uh what do you call it? Like, well you can't guardian crits and you know, critical one weapons don't care about this card and crits in general don't care about this card. There's always that. Yeah. But you know.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, so the pools that are coming in these days are like death trooper shots, you know. It's not like it's not like one crit is generally coming through. You know. Um it's also worth noting, um, uh can you can you spend a dodge token against um a sniper shot with them? No. No you
1: can. So, right? Yeah, so yeah, you can. Um, so there's a couple rules caveats not only to this card but to Sorosu mastery and Guardian generally like hey you can't you can't use it against high velocity. You cannot spend the dodge tokens against high velocity. You can still guardian those if you want. But also you can only spend one dodge token at a time. Like yes. Like you can't you can't guardian 3 and then spend 3 dodge tokens
2: yeah we messed that up the first time we played this yeah i really abused the crap out of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I laid in there with like three hits and you're like
1: i'm spending three (laughs) dodge tokens and i'm like wow that's really good turns out we were doing it wrong yeah uh so yeah um but yeah that's not how it works one dodge token at a time on guardian uh if someone attacks obi-wan directly of course you can spend like all of them at once if you want like you normally could
2: yeah, but, I, I mean, I think the generally speaking, the mode of this card is seven dodge tokens. You're guardian, guardianing one seven times this turn. Obi Wan goes last, uh, you know, and if they shoot Obi Wan, like it also the the card also says Obi Wan Kenobi is immune this turn,
1: right? Except to like Crits, but sure, yeah. sure.
2: I mean, like Crits are not gonna kill him
0: no uh yeah i mean i suppose not um i still think i might be overstating the case a little bit but i mean like
2: turn two i mean like you're not playing this card on turn four or five right you're playing this card when you're unlikely when your yeah. army is still bunched up together and like shit really hasn't hit the fan yet and um yeah i don't know this card is a turn two play to me and generally speaking turn two or turn three you know you're sitting at range three or four and this card kind of is the reverse of it's kind of like um what's the rebel command card um the
1: generic covering fire
2: yeah covering fire except you get to use the dodges for sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> right because you, you get them at yeah. the start of the turn okay. and, you know yeah. right and you you can use uh, Obi-Wan's Guardian to sort of force their hits into the Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like,
2: that's how I wish Cover and Fire worked, right? The thing is, with Cover and Fire, if that unit has a dodge token, you just shoot something else. Whereas when Kenobi's standing there, it's just like, okay, everybody has dodge tokens. Have fun. Um, you know? Right. So, I mean, like, the, the other aspect of that is that, like, if your army is in heavy cover, your army now has heavy cover plus one. Which is significant, yeah. It's, it's not nothing. Um,
0: oh yeah. What about this component of the car that says "use Guardian during a melee attack"? Is that for like Tauntauns uh, or something?
2: I mean, it's cool, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, I guess. So this this kind of mirrors this kind of mirrors as Grievous's two pip, yes. because Grievous's two pip gives Guardian two core units, and you can use it in melee. Um. I've actually used that card a lot for Grievous to like, help him win a Jedi yeah. duel. Uh, but that's inverted, right? Grievous is throwing B1s in front of himself, whereas Obi-Wan is taking the hits on himself with Guardian. But you can use this to kind of like, if an enemy force user, you know, Luke or, or Vader or Grievous, Grievous is not a force user, but you know what I mean, aggressive lightsaber user, um, charges one of your nearby clone units, Uh, You can kind of use this to blunt that a little bit. Um, A, because you can spend those dodge tokens. Uh, B, because Sorosu deflects in melee, so they, you know, that um, Jedi or whoever uh, who's probably Pierce Immune risks wounding themselves on that attack if they're attacking your nearby clone unit. Um, And also, you know, Obi Wan is Pierce Immune, so you're transferring you're transferring those those piercing hits from a unit that is not piercing into a unit that is.
2: Well, it's it's not quite that in practice though. Cuz like they're just going to pierce the other unit still.
1: Well, right, because probably they're getting more than 3 hits. Right. You know, if like if they're getting 4 or 5 hits, they're going to they're going to be spending at least one point of pierce on the unit itself there.
2: I mean, if they only, you know, jumped in there with Luke and only got 3 hits um that weren't crits, like this is fantastic, right? Yep. But uh the it seems like a little bit of a wishful thinking mode for this card, I think.
1: Yeah, it just, you know, it potentially helps to like blunt blunt a melee charge by a, a piercing unit. Yeah. Um, in a situation like that. But yeah, you just like any other guardian situation with a one, you don't want to overuse it because he is generally more valuable than what he's pulling wounds from, so For sure. Unlike Supreme Commander with Grievous, which is hilarious and awesome when you can just throw B1s in front of Grievous. You have six points. (laughs) Congratulations.
0: I mean, you can just see him literally just grabbing the B1 next to him (laughs) and tossing him at his opponent.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Speaking of uh, tons of B1s and and battle droids, uh, this card art on Hello There is amazing. And that's Obi-Wan's one pip. Hello there.
2: there. Which is in my opinion, his best command card by lot.
0: Yes. Primarily for the first line, Obi-Wan Kenobi gains nimble. Uh,
2: I actually... I'm not sure I... Come on, that's ridiculous! I don't think that's the best part about this command card.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Well, gaining the standby is of course amazing. there you go.
2: That's the literal words you took out of my mouth. Um, this is yeah. son of skywalker plus some in disguise most of the time
0: yes yeah, um,
2: because generally speaking when you play this you're already in melee which means that standby is generally not going to get knocked off you um
1: except you got to be careful about force push in general. there's the
2: caveats to that for yeah. sure um but if you're playing against grievous I- like that's not going to happen probably um you
1: know. Right. I, I think those are literally the two things: force push and Jedi mind. Yeah.
2: God. I mean, like, there's there's some corner cases yeah. like Jin Urso hitting you with her stun baton yeah. and like yeah. stuff like that. But but overall,
1: um, I don't think you need to play hello other. <laughs> Pro- probably not. <laughs> probably not.
2: Tenacity to Obi Wan probably yeah. just wins cool. straight up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another interesting thing, though. It's a one pip, but. You don't want to use Ob on the one or at the first at the first uh, activation because you don't get the chance to use your standby. Yeah, if you're I attack. think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a little bit. It's not your usual one pip for sure.
2: The thing about it is that you play a one pip, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna take a standby token. I'm gonna take like one or two aims, and then I'm taking like somewhere between one and four dodges. Right, so yeah, like,
0: if I can get my whole opponent's army in range, yeah,
2: I mean generally speaking if if you're not in range of the opponent's whole army, it's one standby, one aim token, and then the rest are dodges, um, right, you know, and that is more than enough, like he doesn't need to go first because whatever's attacking him first is not gonna kill him, yep, it's actually. Um, gonna-
0: yeah, and if, and if the guy he's in melee with attacks him, he doesn't lose a standby unless it's a suppressive melee.
2: Right. That's, you know,
0: yeah, so
1: just like. That's Jin, basically.
2: And. Right, that's The Jin. other thing is that, like, if anything activates around him, he just murders whatever he's in melee with, and then you go.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then he's free to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, one other rules nuance with this card is as far as Nimble is concerned. Um Nimble only procs when you are the defender. Yeah. So uh, uh bear in mind you cannot use that dodge token and Nimble together with Guardian. This was another thing we screwed uh, up. Sorry, Kyle. I was, really I really yeah, yeah. advantage <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I still won that. Yes, game. you did. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because Grievous is awesome. Um anyway. Uh so yeah, it's it's a great card. Um, my my struggle with this has been, uh, I mean, it, it's a late game card because it's not going to be generally until then that Obi Wan is actually like in the middle of your opponent's army, because he spends the first part of the game basically keeping your clones alive, yeah. which is fine. That's how he that's how he rolls, right? That's perfectly thematic. Um, yeah.
0: Maybe you have, like, a Assault intervening in there and then play Hello there on four when he's actually in your opponent's face or something
1: like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely, like, a turn three through six play. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, you use, basically you're using the Assault turn to, like, get him in there and go last with him and then first yeah, with Hello there. Probably. Ideally, you're going to, like... Double move, force pull something into you, and then play hello there on the following turn to get your yeah. standby going. If,
2: if you haven't played with force push on a user with Master of the Force, let me tell you, it's good. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's got he's got speed two and jump
1: one. Also, hot take, it's hot good. take right there. Yeah, well, force I mean, push I is good. Like, yeah, free refreshing force you know, push.
2: It's it's pretty good on Luke, you know, and. Luke uses it what once, maybe twice a game. Sometimes, um, it's just so much better on a user that has it every single turn. It's just you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and unlike that's Vader the other thing, speed you know.
2: Two. I mean, I mean, not unlike Vader. Vader is now also speed two. Kyle, God,
1: that's true. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't, doesn't have, have jump Yeah. But
2: you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah man, Obi-Wan's insane. Go forth I and mean, conquer. <laughs> like just don't get just don't get killed on your way in. That's all.
2: So here's a question for you guys. If Obi let's let's live in like La La Land real quick sure. here. If Obi-Wan Kenobi was had the faction rebel alliance. Would you just always take him over Luke One hundred percent. OG, OG yeah, 100%. Luke one hundred
1: percent. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, too. I, the that's fact too. of the matter is, he doesn't, right? And he fits into uh, no. Yeah.
2: I, I'm being hypothetical here. Clearly. I mean,
1: for fifth, no, like if you,
2: I just yeah. I mean,
0: if you if you put him side by side, yeah, of course, and and that's how it should be. Obi Wan was eminently a better Jedi than Luke could ever hope to have been.
2: Yeah, I, I what I'm all I'm trying to do here is frame people's perspective.
1: But yeah, he's uh, uh, better than Luke Skywalker. Unfortunately, rebels can't take him. So, but yeah, like you said, put it into perspective a little bit. He's he's strong. He's good.
2: He's very good. And thematically, maybe try running Obi Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker together, just for fun. Yeah, why not? there's no reason, like, I mean, we talk about competitive a lot. Clearly, that's what this podcast is about. But, um, you know, one of my favorite things about, like, uh, some of the other war games that we play is that, like, there's, like, narrative scenarios and stuff. There's no reason that you can't, like, put those two units of an army together and have some fun on, like, a Sunday afternoon or whatever. So,
1: Yep. All right. Well, uh, should we... Should we launch into our interview with with Mister ATST himself, Starscream? Yeah, let's talk to the guy. Yes, yeah, do it.
2: Pew 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 pew.
1: And we're back with uh, Starscream. Uh, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, guys? So, so I have two questions for you. The first is, are you really Eric Riha?
3: No, definitively not. <laughs> can you? you like hear an a, impression. Ah. Uh, <sighs>
1: all right, no. you can't do Christopher Walken.
3: <laughs> no, right. He's I, cannot not, walking all. All right. I cannot do walking at all. I cannot do Walken at all. I could just do natural Reha voice. <laughs> you, you are, the, you are the Eric Reha impression. Yes. Um.
1: So, so uh we know you as Starscream on the Discord. Do you have like a, a real name,
3: or or everybody just calls uh, Rob. Starscream? Okay, Rob will be Rob or Starscream, whatever, whichever you prefer.
1: All right, cool. Rob is is um, one syllable less, so I think that'll we'll work with that. Um, do you want to tell us a little, briefly a little bit about uh, your, who you are, what you do, your why you love Legion, um, maybe a little bit about
3: your local scene briefly? Um, my local scene, for the most part, is TTS. Uh, okay. There is a local store that runs a monthly game uh, that I try to hit as often as I can, but a lot of time it interferes with real life. Um, So most of my Legion games come on TTS. I hit the local maybe every three or four months. Um, uh, And then theme was the biggest reason. This is the first real miniatures game I've played competitively. I dabbled in X-Wing, but just at home, never in an event. Um, This was by far the first tabletop competitive game I got in, which a large part of the appeal was the theme and not having to clip sprues, which that is quickly coming to an end. (laughs) Rip.
1: (laughs) So... (laughs) So, I guess you're not playing droids then. No.
3: I'm a one faction only guy.
2: The best faction for all you new pickers out there.
3: Correct.
1: Also, can you trans- can- mm, sorry. No, go ahead, David. This
0: is,
3: this is an important okay. question. Okay. Can you transform into a giant killer robot jet? Uh, no, but I can transform into a giant chicken walker robot killing machine.
0: Because you just love playing the ATST so much. I love the ATST. Speaking of ATSTs, tell us about this list that you've been rocking at this uh, RPQ.
3: Um, so I went through a couple different versions of it. The first version was Veers Bosk, uh, ATST Shores, etc. And then uh, through testing and talking to some people on a Discord, uh, I switched it over to Krennic, uh, ATST Double Shore, Double Mortar, uh, DLT Stormtrooper Squad, and a lone uh, Sniper Strike Team. Uh, the biggest reason for the switch to Krennic was Tauntauns.
1: And you feel like he's a good um, Tauntaun counter?
3: Uh, yeah, his command cards uh, work extremely well against Tauntauns. Deploy the, the Garrison was clutch uh, in both the games that I faced Tauntauns to stop them from getting in, or at least make them think before they came in.
1: Um, do you want to talk about how the... So the, you've been an ATSC player for a while Um, now it is both cheaper and also has access to some new tools uh, between the hammers pilot and then soon um, link targeting array do you want to do you want to talk about how that how you you what build you use for the atst and how it
3: functions in your list uh yeah so this uh, key factor for this was lta was obviously not legal yet so that was not um, built into this list but i am very pro on the hammers pilot i like them a lot better than the aim pilots uh, so, the ATST was kitted out with the Elite Armor Pilot, the Twin 88s, and the Mortars. Um, and essentially, the gist of the list is Entourage of the Death Troopers, uh, throw some orders on the Shores, and then the Mortars have the relays, like you guys have talked about a number of times, uh, to bounce the orders around. So, essentially, both Shore Squads, the DTs, and the ATST has a face up order token every single turn except for the VA round.
1: Um, and, and that just allowed the, me to. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, yeah just for those that aren't hot on the uh, on all the discord acronyms it's voracious ambition ah uh, yes yeah
3: uh, and then so even we'll on continue. the va turn you have pretty decent order control you might not necessarily get everything that you want but your bags cut down a lot so um but that's the gist of it get the free aim tokens on the shores uh and then you have the activation control over the atst to either save it for the very end or if an opponent makes a mistake and leave something in the open that they shouldn't immediately activate it to punish in your games
0: do you track how many kills the ATS team makes i do not though i probably should can, i'm just curious can. it's sorry it seems so powerful now with these new tools
3: uh it really is and i got speaking to the rpq specifically i feel like i got a little bit lucky on my draws because i played rebels four rounds in a row um mm. which uh i know myself and i must have played quite a bit he we both beat each other plenty of times on tts Um yeah but he's felt the pain of the atst just wiping a z6 squad in one shot multiple times um so that it, it
0: hurts it suddenly you're upside down like you're like well i didn't expect that to happen well i kind of expected it but at the same time it's like
3: why <laughs> yeah uh the other thing that the atst gives you and i like this before the the, before the points change i was big on the tank i played the tank a lot through team league uh and then the points change happened and i immediately jumped back on the atst and the thing that i realized that i missed the most which i don't know how you factor this into the points cost or how good or bad the unit is i know people say that it's not efficient if you look at the numbers um, but the height advantage that it gives you—it just gives you shots on things in the open that no other unit in the game can give you. Um, and to me, that's that's huge.
1: Yeah, they call that the uh, Eye of Sauron effect yes. on the
3: ATST. Yes, the ATST is the Eye of Sauron. Um, but there's, there's been plenty of times where you know something the, the, the opponent either thinks it's in heavy cover or against any other unit it would be in heavy cover, and the ATST is like. Nope, you're not obscured, sorry.
1: Um, so do you run Coordinated Fire on this list?
3: I do, uh, and I think three out of my four games, that was the first turn card that I played. Uh, and I think you... multiple times, I, at minimum with, with the Coordinated Fire, I don't think I had under four aim tokens when that ATST activated.
1: <laughs> so you're talking basically about nine dice with four plus aim tokens?
3: Yes. Uh, and the one thing that I do that I think a lot of people don't do is I took the mortars uh, and that allowed me to play it a lot safer. Uh, I ran into a lot of rebel armor. Um, two of my games had RTs. Uh, one was triple RT, triple rotary RT and a fully kitted land speeder. Uh, and then the other one was double laser RTs and um, a Tauntaun. So it just allowed me to hang back and be able to shoot those rts at range four where they had to walk into me to get the range three shots
2: how do you feel about mortars um against armor in general
3: i'm sorry what was that mortars against armor in general um saturday it worked out pretty well um i do like i said i do take the twin light for when it gets in i think it's just the ability to always guarantee the nine dice pool without having to sacrifice moving the atst forward because um as david could tell you the atst can't die and it could die very easily if you get the right dice pool against it or you just get that z6 shot with a bunch of crits in it um so you do have to be a little bit careful with it you start getting to that range three bubble, even against Imperials with DLT stormtroopers. I know, I know, um, Garn, who is also at this RPQ has killed plenty of my ATSTs on TTS, um, uh, with just stormtrooper DLT shooting it. So you do have to play it a little bit safe.
0: Well, that said, like all heavy units, you can't go in piecemeal and expect to succeed. Like if you don't kill it, you're just wasting your time, but that's kind of the strength of it too. Right? Like it. uh, it doesn't degrade while it takes damage until you get to eight wounds plus you're also you know not suppressing your opponent while you're shooting it. So there's some pretty big risks to engaging it as well as benefits.
3: yeah, once you get on that path you have to commit to it if you're gonna if you, if you make up your mind you're gonna kill the ATST then that has to be your sole focus until the ATST dies. I think the biggest mistake you can make is starting to shoot at armor whether it's an ATST or a tank put a couple wounds on it and be like, man, this just isn't working out. Let me now start go shooting at his core. And that's just not a good place to be in.
0: You know, it's it's literally been a year since we've had this conversation, competitive Legion, because I'm remembering back when, you know, during old KP and like post uh, Gen Con 18, this was the conversation that was being had <laughs> was like, how do you handle it? Yep. And people were like, oh, we should bring HH12s. We should bring speeder bikes. And so maybe those units will come back.
3: They could. The land speeder that I fought did have the ion gun on it, and I did get an ion token on the ATST, but he had five aims from coordinated fire. So, with the <laughs> one droid that I run, I actually healed the wound instead of removing the ion token and just took the one action to shoot with five aims. Makes sense to me. And it did not end yeah. well for the land speeder.
1: Well, and in a setup like that, one ion token is really not much of an obstacle for you. Like, as long as you can take the
3: attack action, you're probably fine yeah especially on the cf turn
0: yeah that's another beautiful synergy between like spotter and coordinated fire in the st is that, like you only need that one action to get all your damage out there so that single ion token is, is irrelevant
3: yeah for sure especially with the, just the one astromac, i basically took it less so to actually heal it because healing two wounds isn't like the end of the world it was more just in case someone did run some crazy ion shenanigans um Cause you never know what a local, you get all sorts of crazy skew lists. You never know what you're going to run into.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a great, that's a great uh, thing to say because we heard there was this, uh, this really cool list in the, at your event that was like, uh, some sort of three ton, three veteran Mark II thing that was going down. You want to talk about that?
3: Yeah. So that's the list that I played in the finals. Um, he was running, I don't know the exact list, but it was Leia. Triple vets, triple Mark Twos, single sniper, triple Tons with comm jammers. Um, one of the vet squads had the heavy weapon and they all had HQ uplinks and comm relays. Uh, so essentially, what his uh, primary tactic was was to play Leia's one pip, uplink all the Mark Twos. And use the orbital bombardment and fire support every single shot, which, if you could pull it off, can be decimating. And then he follows it up with the Tauntaun rush. Um, so I deployed extremely far back. It was an AP, and I stayed in the corner of the map and and essentially stunted that from the start um, and forced him to come into me.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, there's like if if that turn one. Uh, triple uplink coordinated bombardment play. Like, if your opponent doesn't give you those shots, it seems like there's not a lot of meat to that list. You know, if you can't land that wombo combo on the first turn.
3: Yeah, and he didn't end up getting off Leia's one pip until turn six, and he didn't actually take a shot with the orbital bombardment. He just played it for the one pip to get Leia on the center KP. But at that point, it really didn't matter.
1: Um. So, yeah, I know that that list concept is. Been kind of a fad that's been floating around but for those that like for those that are running up against it um if you kind of just be patient you know like it, so it telegraphs itself right the list is going to have three mk2s leia and a bunch of uplinks in it. um if if you run up against that just do what just do what rob did um deploy back and make sure that you know he's not getting those shots on the mk2 know that it's going to be about like eight inches forward from his deployment zone because you can i assume those
3: vets had recon intel on him yeah and it was recon intel plus advanced positions so he was he was basically had his whole army camped on the middle kp essentially from the start of the game like his <laughs> mark twos were wow. in uh the, the middle kp was essentially like a double barricade uh and his mks were in there right from the start of the game so it was me waiting for his he sent his TonTon's in Uh, It was me spending a couple rounds cleaning up the Tauntauns and then slowly starting to force my way into his army. Uh, And the first thing I did was pick off the Mark Twos as best as I could. And he only had one Mark Two left towards the end. And that like broke up the synergy of his list, essentially.
1: So um, I want to talk, just go back to your list real quick. Um, Are you, so you're also participating in Invader League, right? Yes. Is this, uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away to your opponents, but are you going to be rocking something similar for Invader League?
3: Uh, it's in the bag, depending on the map. You know, Invader League, <laughs> you get to custom tailor the against the map and the opponents and the faction. Um, so it's definitely towards the top of the list, and it'll probably be something that will see the table again for sure. Uh, there's some small tweaks that I would probably make to it since some more things uh, are legal cool. now that weren't legal for my RPQ. Uh, the biggest addition will be LTA. Uh, that's just an auto include since the atst has a face-up token five out of six turns Linked targeting array yes sorry uh and then i would like to get binoculars on krennic but i don't know what i would have to cut to make that happen to get a link targeting array in i would probably cut i have hunters on the death troopers currently i would probably cut hunter for the lta since it's a guaranteed aim five out of six whereas the hunter may or may not trigger and then by knows I might have to cut mortars, but I don't know if I want to do that yet, because the mortars I think I shot more with the mortars in four games than I did with the twin light, to be honest. This seems fair. It's a good way to
0: economize Krennic too when you think about it. Cause like what's he doing back there for like the first, you know, few turns?
3: Uh the only time he really did anything is shoot at Tauntauns when they got remotely close. And that was like maybe two actions throughout an entire, you know, four game tournament. Yeah. So now you just give him a job. With yeah, the you know, he can hand a name token off to the DTs or the uh, ST or the Shores or whatever I think needs one at the time. Awesome.
1: Is there anything else? Um, so you, you said you are an Empire player. Is there anything else uh, about Empire that you're excited about in the next few months besides wing targeting right? Uh,
3: the thing that also felt really good this was the first time that I've played a bunch of games in a row since the points changes. Uh Death Troopers feel real nice right now when you don't have to worry about snipers. I lost Wait. one Death Trooper model Ooh. the entire day.
2: One? Oof.
3: One model, and it was in the final game.
1: So uh how many so you faced four rebels, how many of them had more than one sniper? Zero. On list? Okay. I think I s- so,
3: saw one sniper in the final game, and that might be the actually the only sniper I saw all day from rebels.
1: Yeah, so actually we've been talking about this on the cast a little bit. Um, snipers are still good people, like especially important for rebels because of this reason. <laughs> they,
2: yeah, they buff snipers, and then everybody takes them. Off the table. Um, I
1: don't. I don't care. know that it's. I don't know that it's a buff, but. <laughs>
0: i'm I'm eating my words a little bit because i think i said a couple episodes ago i think i may have said uh you know this is a nerfed unit don't play it
3: but that was just my instincts that
0: was my instincts it's not it's not indeed not the truth necessarily my
3: my favorite part of the sniper change has been and i think you guys may have mentioned this on a cast within the right when the points changes came out was that it kind of unlocks the ability that you don't feel terrible just taking one Like, I take one in this list. It's the back cap guy. And then odds are he can also contribute on turns, you know, three, four, five, and six when things kind of tighten up a little bit. Um, Whereas before, you would never take a single sniper. Like, it's just going to get destroyed. Uh, And now that's very viable as opposed to a naked stormtrooper squad. I think it has a bigger impact in the later stages of the game.
1: Yeah, because the snipers can't really threaten each other. Um, And if they're not running leia or veers they're not going to have any other unlimited range weapons so
3: yeah you might have to play a little coy if they have veers Uh, like i I went against leia every single game and i just completely hid them on deployment because i knew like they're probably not going to get to shoot at anything around one anyways um so i'll just completely hide them let them do their one pip and then move them out to do whatever they need to do Uh, which wasn't much the other thing that i should mention is, is i got um KP twice and breakthrough twice. So there wasn't a whole lot of moving from my deployment zone for most of the day.
1: Awesome. Well congrats, man. So I guess we'll see you um I guess we'll see you in March in Chicago at Adepticon. Indeed. Are you did you send um uh Garnanana a picture of
3: you with with the trophy?
1: First?
3: Uh I posted one in the Discord, but I did not send one <laughs> to him specifically yet. Um <laughs> He had a fairly good day until he was playing a very recon intel heavy list and ran up against the uh, triple mark two list that we previously discussed.
1: Yeah, I think he said he um, didn't quite appreciate quite how it worked and he did the coordinated fire recon intel forward thing, which is probably about the last thing you want to do against that kind of list. Yeah, it did
3: not end well for him. He walked up to my table about 45, ah, 40 minutes into the round and I I just looked at him and go, you won already? And he went, I'm out. I'm heading home. <laughs> Yikes.
1: Well, I'm sure that's. I'm sure he's not going to let that happen to him again.
3: Probably not.
1: All right. Uh, you guys got anything else for Rob? No. Rob, you got no, anything? Man,
2: I'm good.
0: I lo- I'm going to look forward to uh, playing, uh, playing you again. Maybe an in Invader League single
3: limbs if we both make it. I have Kingsley in my group, so I only have one spot to fight for. So I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: are there so maybe I missed the memo on this? Are there two spots in every group that are getting out? Yep. Yeah, yes. unless you have Kingsley
3: in your group, then you only have one. Oh, sure. sure yeah, sure. in theory, so in theory there's in between. two per group. In theory, I only have one in okay. mine. Okay. I
2: I assumed that that it was only one getting out, and then everybody else was essentially fighting for wild card slots like last time. But
3: no, last season two um, got out.
2: I apparently am wrong
1: yeah it was two yeah. in, it was two in every group last season yeah yeah that's how it always
3: is i, I am misremembered yeah stevens about. and i were in the same group last year and we both made it out gotcha gotcha
2: yo so speaking of stevens um did you tell him to bring a tank to a certain tournament this year nah.
3: <laughs> i did not tell him i said you know i suggested myself and i believe ellis both it wasn't just me Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, I just want you to know that I showed up to that tournament and he was like st- like standing there staring at the table and he was just cursing. You <laughs> <his
3: values. laughs> I suggested, <laughs> I did not force. I did not. I don't even know where he lives. I did not drive there and place the tank in his bag. I said, "Boy, those look like good tank maps." And, and I said it wouldn't be a bad idea, you know. And then he made that choice on his own.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. then,
3: it, then it turned out you were living rent free in his head yeah <laughs> <Good> right? <now. laughs>
1: all right well thanks man and uh good luck good luck both in invader league and um and also in march at adepticon
3: thank you you gentlemen thanks for coming on man. Yep, no problem good luck thanks. in invader league you guys too
1: all right so that was our interview with the illustrious starscream aka rob or is it Rob A, aka Starscream?
2: We'll never know. Um,
1: yep. Uh and uh I think that's all we have for this week. Next week, um I'm sure we're gonna have some Invader League games to to drone on about and uh um we should do we'll separatists. Have some... Okay, yeah, we can yeah. I'm you know I could all talk all day about separatists. Um, oh, I would love to hear that. Now
2: they're the new rebels <laughs> and the bad
0: <laughs> you shut your mouth yeah, I look forward um, to uh, reporting your first
1: loss <laughs> uh, um, no I'm, I'm really excited about them for various reasons as soon as I saw that they were on sprues I'm like that's what I'm playing and then as it turned out uh, they're, they're pretty awesome on the table too and they fit my, my play style because I can have full control of everything um which is what I like. So He's
2: not a control freak, <laughs> we promise.
1: Only only on the six by three. Really. Um <laughs> Alright, we should land this plane before it crashes.
2: Yeah, I think it already has. <laughs>
1: Alright. Well we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. And I'm David.
0: Join us next week for another episode of The Notorious
1: Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production